Welcome to the Scripture Memory Podcast, a ministry of Scripture Memory Fellowship. If you've ever felt like memorizing God's Word is an uphill battle, stay tuned. This podcast will help you make Bible memory a consistent and enjoyable part of your daily life. After all, knowing Scripture is the first step towards a fruitful, God-honoring life. So whether you're a new memorizer who needs some practical Bible memory tips, or a veteran memorizer who just needs some encouragement for their journey, stay tuned for today's episode of the Scripture Memory Podcast. Now, here are your hosts, Dakota Lynch and Randy Williamson. Hello, and welcome to another episode of the Scripture Memory Podcast. In today's episode, we're continuing our conversation about extended memorization of Scripture, or In other words, memorizing complete chapters and even complete books of the Bible. And in today's episode, we are joined once again by Josh Summers from the Bible Memory Goal, as he will be sharing with us some of his favorite practical tips for how to succeed at hiding whole chapters and books of the Bible in our hearts. Well, today, as Dakota said, we've got Josh Summers with us again, and we're going to be talking about some of the technical or methodological aspects of memorizing whole books or extended passages of Scripture. This brings up a question, though. Why do we value Scripture so much that we would want to memorize whole books or extended portions of it? Well, our passage of the day uh, gives us a reminder of why we value Scripture so much. It's 2 Timothy chapter 3, verses 10 to 17. 2 Timothy is Paul's final inspired letter. He's in a Roman prison. He has a certainty that his time on earth is short. And so he writes to challenge and encourage a young pastor, a personal protege named Timothy. Paul doesn't want Timothy to deviate from the gospel because of persecution or trials. So he charges Timothy to stay the course. And within this passage, we have one of the foundational texts for a key doctrine, and it's the doctrine of biblical inspiration. In verse 16, Paul says that all Scripture is inspired, or as the, new, the ESV says, God-breathed. That's the Greek word theonoustos, means that God breathed out. This is our reason for memorizing and valuing the Bible like we do. It's not an ordinary book. It's God's Word to us. And we need to note here in verse 16, it says, all Scripture is God-breathed. We pour over it. We value every single word because every part of it comes to us from God. Second Timothy three ten to 17, Paul says, You, however, have followed my teaching, my conduct, my aim in life, my faith, my patience, my love, my steadfastness, my persecutions and sufferings that happened to me at Antioch, at Iconium, and at Lystra, which persecutions I endured. Yet from them all the Lord rescued me. Indeed, all who desire to live a godly life in Christ Jesus will be persecuted, while evil people and impostors will go on from bad to worse, deceiving and being deceived. But as for you, Continue in what you've learned, and if firmly believe, knowing from who you learned it, and how from childhood you have been acquainted with the sacred writings which are able to make you wise for salvation through faith in Christ Jesus. All Scripture is breathed out by God and profitable for teaching, for reproof, for correction, and for training in righteousness, that the man of God may be complete, thoroughly furnished, or equipped for every good work. You know, Randy, that passage is one that we recite a lot because anytime we start talking about the divine inspiration of Scripture, we go to 2 Timothy 3.16 for good reason. It tells us that all Scripture is breathed out by God. And as we think about memorizing Scripture, I think maybe sometimes the reason that people 
struggle to make time for memorizing Scripture is that while we really believe that verse to be true, we don't understand all of the implications of the fact that God's Word is just that. It's God's Word. And because that's true, it deserves that place of priority in our life. But as I was thinking about the struggle that so many of us have of just making this a priority, I, I was thinking about a man named Daniel Tammet. Now, Daniel Tammet is a, a math prodigy. Uh, some people call him a savant. In other words, someone who has a mental disability and yet at the same time is very, very gifted in one particular space. And for Daniel Tammet, that's math. And I was watching this interview, and he shared that he has memorized the number pi to more than 22,000 decimal places. And he memorized this as a fundraiser for charity. But what struck me is that he said it only took him a few weeks to memorize pi with 22,000 decimal places, and it took him five hours to say this number. And I thought, that's amazing. But you know what didn't happen? I didn't listen to that interview and say, wow. Now I am going to go and memorize pi with 22,000 decimal places. I wasn't motivated, and I realized there were two reasons why I didn't have that motivation. First of all, I said to myself, well, he is extraordinary. He's a prodigy. He has skills that I don't have, right? This comes easy to him. He did it in a few weeks. It would take me years. And I think sometimes when we hear about people who are memorizing Scripture successfully, it's easy just to kind of wave that off and say, well, they have a memory that's unlike mine. It's hard for me. It comes easily to them. And then the other reason I didn't follow in his example is that personally, I just don't see the benefit. I don't understand why someone would want to memorize pi with 22,000 decimal places. And so in other words, I don't think the benefits would really be worth the cost. And I think these two reasons show up sometimes as people wrestle with whether or not to memorize Scripture. First of all, Josh, I think they see people like you who are setting out to memorize the whole New Testament, and they think you're like the Michael Phelps of Bible memory. Like, this just comes easily to you. Would you say that's true? Like, that this just is an effortless thing? No, absolutely not. And I've had the privilege of talking and interviewing probably seven or eight other people, including yourself, Dakota, on the, the YouTube channel for Bible Memory Goal, and to a one, every single one of them, nobody has said that this has been easy. As a matter of fact, I think that all of them have, have just mentioned the time and effort that they've had to pour into something like that, because it is, it's, it's not about how good you are at something. It's about how much you're willing to put into that particular activity, whether it is swimming like Michael Phelps or whether it is memorizing the Bible. I think also about that objection people have where they just, they see someone who's investing that time in memorizing scripture and they say, is it really worth it? Or in other words, is memorizing Scripture really necessary in an age when, as a matter of fact, we do have the Bible at arm's length just about at any moment because it's on the shelf, it's in our pocket, we have the app, we can just pull that out? What would you say to someone who's kind of reluctant to memorize Scripture for that reason? Yeah. And I've heard that too. I've even heard that in business circles where people are like, don't memorize what you can easily look up is kind of the the general sentiment. And we can easily look something up on our phones uh, like quick <laughs> or Google it very quickly. But there is so much uh, value from actually having it memorized. Uh, I had mentioned a couple of those in the last episode, but one that I, for, I failed to mention, and I'm thinking about it now, is just that moment when whatever that situation in life is or whatever conversation I'm in the middle of, to have that scripture come up 
in that moment, that's not something you can look up. That's something that the Holy Spirit can bring to your mind at the moment that you're in that situation or in that conversation. Josh, I've really been blessed by your ministry, the Bible Memory Goal, and I I was watching a live video that you did probably back in November when you were memorizing the book of Jude. Yeah. And it, went, like, it was supposed to be in one sitting in an hour, maybe? Well, it was going to be in one sitting, but I failed. And just like, <laughs> and that's a, hopefully, I want to just say that right there because of what you've, you know, the intro you made. Like, I've set a goal of memorizing the New Testament by the age of 40, and I will fail that goal, but I will, like, by 40 but that's okay. And I've reset the goal. I set a goal of sitting down and memorizing the book of Jude in one sitting. And it took me three hours to get through about half to three quarters of it. And then I just had to go to bed. You know, I finished it the next day and that's okay. Like, I think sometimes we set these goals or we think that we have to set these goals. And then if we don't reach them, that we've failed miserably in some way. Um, but I think it's more just, Hey, being willing to reset goals or, or to continue on, even if it doesn't look exactly like you wanted it to. Absolutely. And I'll, I'll say this as well. It wasn't a failure because it helped me. Oh, good. <laughs> I, uh, I was laying in bed watching it on Saturday morning and, uh, you had a technique that you taught and it was been so helpful to me. I've had COVID and I've been struggling with COVID brain fog. And there was a very specific method that you had called the memory grid. And I watched you do it and I stopped it. I replayed that part. And then I implemented that into my own memory work. And I've seen a tremendous change in it. So I think our listeners need to hear this. Could you tell us something? Just briefly describe the memory grid, your method of memorizing. Absolutely. So I'll start by saying that this is not something that I came up with. As a matter of fact, most techniques that I've even heard of or used myself have been in, in use for hundreds and hundreds of years. So, but it, it is a very useful technique for a number of reasons. So what happens, what I generally do, let's say if I wanted to sit down and memorize the book of Jude, which is 25 verses, it's not incredibly long, but I would start by wanting to get a general overview of that particular passage, or if it's just one chapter, then, then one chapter in another book. And I'll do that by reading through it, you know, obviously one time or a couple times. And then I'll also go through by actually writing out the first letters of every word in every verse as I go through that chapter. And then I'll break those out into each individual verse uh, on a row of usually five. So what, what you saw me doing, Randy, and I think I had a top-down camera showing of, of my notebook, and I had kind of written out uh, a grid that had five boxes on the top and then five and just like a, a number of, of boxes going down. And then I would write out the first letter of every single word. So, you know, in Jude, it's Jude, a servant of Jesus Christ and the brother of James. So that would start with J. A, S, O, and so on as I go through every single uh, letter, first letter of every single word that I'm, that I'm uh, wanting to memorize. Now, Josh, when you do that, do you include the capitalization and the punctuation as well when you write out each? I do. Okay. I mean, it, it's uh, as with any technique like this that you're going to hear about, you can modify it to whatever works best for you. But I love being able to have those capitalizations. One, because it, the whole purpose of this is to help jog memory without having to necessarily read through all the different, all the words in a passage. Um, and then, you know, I do think as well, the, the different punctuation, whether that's an exclamation point, again, that just reinforces what's already in the text. Um, so that when I'm reviewing something, uh, let's say I'm reviewing the book of Jude, 
there's a couple ways that I could do that, right? I could just, while I'm taking a walk with my dog, just try to say it out loud. Um, and, and the problem for me with doing that is there are times when I just get stuck. And you, know, you just get stuck. It feels like such a, ugh, if I've got to open up my Bible then and try to go through it again, and it feels like I'm rememorizing. The great thing about this memory grid for me is that, one, there, it helps me visualize it, which we can go back to in a moment. But two, as I'm reviewing it, as I'm going through and reviewing, if I'm looking at those first letters, it's still reinforcing that memory while forcing my myself to recall it from memory. So it's kind of this happy middle ground of not reading it, but also not necessarily having to pull everything 100% from the depths of my memory. So it, it's like, it, it's helping to reinforce that memory in a, in a good way. I could see that being helpful for review as well, because having that first letter, it's keeping the weeds. I call it weeding the garden because sometimes, you know, an inappropriate word will come up. You'll add something, you change something. Having that first letter keeps the weeds. Well, and, and just the, the, I won't say dumb little things, but it's just those little things like, is it the word can or may? You know, and it does it. Am I going to really beat myself down if I get that wrong? Probably not. But as I'm looking at it on that, you know, that grid, it's very evident whether it's can or may, because it's either a C or an M. And that helps me just, again, reinforce that, that memory. Another thing that I saw, I think it was you do rows of four. Is that correct? Or five? Yeah. Rows of five. And then the fifth box in the grid, every fifth box is a color. It's usually what blue. Can you explain the reasoning for that? Yeah, I, I actually gathered that technique from a gentleman named Ronald Johnson, I believe, who I had uh, talked with on the, on the YouTube channel. He did that, and, and I followed suit because our brain is very spatially aware, right? If you think about it, you can walk through your childhood home in most cases and, and, and see what was in your bedroom, what was in the kitchen, even though that was maybe 10, 20, 30, 40 years ago, our brain is able to really understand it, its spatial awareness pretty well. And in the same way, um, you know, there was one lady that I talked with who she would actually print out the page in her Bible that she was trying to memorize. And the reason she did that is because her brain took the spacing of where the verse was on the page and that helped her to memorize. So in the same way, when I'm doing this grid, I'm trying to take advantage of my brain's ability to do spatial awareness by saying, okay, we're on the fifth verse and, and it's blue that kind of, you know, that helps my brain remember, you know, as I'm going through this, anytime I'm reviewing it, it has kind of that blue tint to it in my, in my brain. And I can remember even going with my eyes over to verse six, that kind of typewriter movement over to verse six. And there's something about that. So whenever I'm wanting to look up a verse in my brain or somebody says a verse or, or even just, you know, saying, Hey, what is, you know, Jude chapter or verse 10 or something like that, being able to kind of visually see on that chart, Oh, you know, it, even if I don't know exactly what it is, it's like, oh, I think it's somewhere around this portion where he's talking about, you know, whatever it was that he's talking about in verse 10. And, and it's really, really fascinating to me. I love that, that ability to jump right into a specific portion of scripture. It, it has helped me so much when I uh, discovered that technique that you were presenting in the video, I was trying to memorize Ephesians chapter one, you know, just stacking clauses, clause after clause after clause, and especially the colors. Just like you said, in my mind, I could see right where it was um, within the passage and jump in and do that. So if somebody wanted to to start this technique, if they were like me and 
hey, how do I get started at? What would you do to point them in the right direction? Maybe suggest a passage or a book, and then how would you map it out for them? Yeah. Well, I mean, you could do this with pretty much any passage, but let's just say that you wanted to take a short Psalm, you know, whether it's Psalm one or Psalm 23 or something like that. And all you do is, is I'm like, I've even got right in front of me right now, I've got a a notebook. That's one of those dotted notebooks. You could do the same with a line notebook if you want. And you're just creating that grid for yourself. Um, You can print these out. I know that you guys have a great resource that I'd hope that you'll mention, you know, in, in, within this podcast, but being able to go in and write those out for some people, it makes a big difference. Like the, the, the function, the actual act of writing it out helps to solidify that memory for others. It's just a really menial task where it'd just be a whole lot easier to just print it off. Um, but going through and, you know, just take a few minutes, write out, you know, just sit there with your Bible on one side um, so that you make sure that you get it right. Cause that's, not, that's the number one thing. I'm not trying to do this from memory. I'm doing this with the Bible right next to me, the, the version that I'm wanting to use. And then I'm writing out the first letter of every word in those grids, just create one box for every single verse that you're doing. So you may have said this earlier, but I, I'd appreciate it if you would restate it. How much time do you spend with the Bible reading the passage before you transition to the grid, or do you just jump into the grid? Creating the grid is part of my memory process. So when I first am sitting down with the passage, before I go into creating a memory palace, which I think I'll be talking about in the next episode, but before I start going into that portion of it, I'm wanting to help myself create my own um, uh, what do you call it? Rehearsal, my, my own review resources, right? There's great apps to do this. You guys have one verse locker. There's Bible memory app, all the Bible app, all these, but I want to create my own. So I'll sit there and I'll record myself reading the passage that I'm wanting to memorize. And the reason I do that is because I want to be able to just listen to it as I'm taking a walk with my dog or, or going somewhere. I want to be able to have myself reciting it. I think that's important to me. And then the second is that I'll go through then and write out all the different first letters for the verses. So I'll create that memory grid. And so I'm creating my own resources before I actually dive into the memory. And so that way, as I'm doing my memory work, I have those resources available to me to review as I go along. That's such a great method to memorize. And, you know, as I've seen this memory grid method, it, it looks a lot like a calendar almost. It's a calendar and you put the the first letters of each word. And I especially love that that color coding where you take every fifth verse and you highlight it because to me it's like rungs on a ladder. It gives you a sense of where that next threshold is because sometimes if I'm reciting a whole chapter or a whole book, there's nothing more scary than getting halfway through and totally forgetting where you're at. You know, say if that happens when you're driving, you're thinking, where am I? I don't recognize this street, but wait. I see a landmark I recognize, and now I have some sense of where I'm at. And I think the color coding really helps in that way. Josh, thank you for sharing about that method. We're eager to learn more from you about the particular methods that you're using in your memorization of Scripture. I know our listeners are as well. We are all out of time for today, but um, before we uh, sign off, once again, everyone out there, please take a moment. Visit BibleMemoryGoal.com to follow Josh's journey as he memorizes the entire New Testament. And also, if you're really eager to figure out what this memory grid would really be like for you and you want to start memorizing, go to scripturememory.com slash memorygrid, and we have a free tool. You can plug in any chapter of Scripture, 
any uh, translation that you might like to use, and it will create a printable memory grid so that you don't have to tediously put it all on paper for yourself, but it'll create that for you. You can print it out, and you'll be off memorizing in no time. Once again, thank you for joining us, and please be sure and join us next time for another episode of the Scripture Memory Podcast. Thank you for joining us for today's episode of the Scripture Memory Podcast, a ministry of Scripture Memory Fellowship. At SMF, our mission is to help you know, live, and love God's Word. If you're ready to take the next step in your Scripture Memory journey, visit us online at scripturememory.com or download VerseLocker, our free Bible memory app. As always, be blessed today as you take time to enjoy God's Word. And be sure to join us next time for another episode of the Scripture Memory Podcast.